Stuss and Russ talk wrestling. The Greek Freak. You just made the list. That's my line. That's my line. That's my line. That's my line. I'm going to taste your appetite for life and a lot more, more, more. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Stuss and Russ Talk Wrestling. I'm Stuss. And I'm Russ. This podcast, we'll be talking to you guys about all the interesting news in the world of wrestling, our opinions on the current storylines of promotions going around. We'll also be going back in time to talk about the past wrestling shows we grew up watching and talking about what it was like watching as a kid and how we feel now. Today's podcast, we're going through our favourites in the world of wrestling to get to know us a little bit better. To start things off, Stas, tell us your Mount Rushmore of wrestling. So... I know everyone's got a different Mount Rushmore for different reasons. My Mount Rushmore is based on the wrestlers that I connected with most, um, I guess, growing up as a kid and, um, you know, becoming a teen and an adult still found them my favourite wrestlers. Um, I will start with special mentions. So Bret Hart was my first ever favourite wrestler. Um, Good pick. You know, he's just freak. Like his entrance was unreal, the glasses. That's what first hooked me into him as a young kids seeing it come out kids you know yeah that was awesome um and then obviously you look at the biggest name in wrestling which is hulk hogan um i know there's a lot of stuff going around with him these days but without hogan wwe isn't where it is today and then you look at probably the best wrestler in the history of wrestling which is rick flair um huge in the nwa and then wcw um before coming over at the end of his career at the wwe but um as I said, they are special mentions. My personal Mount Rushmore, um, in order, my favorite wrestler of all time is HBK, Shawn Michaels. Um, pick, pick, just, it's got the look, had the longevity, the song. I'll get to the song later. Um, is it the match quality? And he was around for 20 odd years. I know he had a little bit of a break in the late 90s and early thousands, but he was still on screen as like the general commissioner. Um and was still around the place, so he didn't entirely disappear. Second for me is The Rock. Um, Rock and HBK are pretty much well, very close to be, I was very man. close to going. I was very close to going Rock one, but um, Rock two because I mean, if you look at Rock's career, he actually wasn't around for a long time. He came in the end of '96, and he was pretty much gone by the end of 2000. Three. I'll come back, you know, a little bit in 2004, but then we didn't see him for a long very time. Very short so, career, very short career. Yeah. Um, before we went to Hollywood. Yeah, before we went to Hollywood. Um, so that's probably why I've got Shawn Michaels as number one. Uh, third on my list is Stone Cold. Um, you can't have a Mount Rushmore without Stone Cold. He was literally the biggest name in, in the world of wrestling um, in the late 90s and early 1000s. And he wasn't just a wrestling name people knew him around the world, even if they weren't wrestling fans. Like he was the face of wrestling. Um, you know, you just resonate with glass the crowd. shattering to Stone Cold. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you just connected so well with the crowd. Um, just that typical me against the boss sort of thing he had going and everyone just connected so well with it. And he pretty much got over himself, which is awesome. Um, and then finally, um, Undertaker. Again, I don't think you can have him out Rushmore without Undertaker. He was, you know, Stayed so loyal to WWE, even in the mid-90s when they weren't really doing so well. Um, the character just, he lived the character. Um, he didn't never broke kayfabe apart from when he became a biker for a few years. But then he went straight back into being a dead man and, um, 
you know, it's not until recently when he started doing his podcast and his shows around the world that you really got to know what he was like, but he was pretty much just stuck to his, uh, stuck to his gimmick and lived kept wrestling himself and, his whole career. Yeah. And it was awesome. He's and that's what made Mark it work. Callaway. He's always Undertaker. It's good. No, no He's one else. Good. No one else I think could, uh, could do what he did in that role. So yeah, they're my top four. So HBK, Rock, Austin and Taker. How about you? Who's your Mount Rushmore? Nice, nice. Well, I've got a completely different top four here. Oh, wow. Um, okay. None of them that you have are in mine. Uh, so wow. my number one is Flair. Flair is just just him. He is him. Flair is yeah. him. Yeah. He's a high-end superstar from, from, the, from the 90s, the 80s, whatever. He yeah. was huge. You, you, everyone knows Ric Flair. Um, he's just, no, oh, he's just, he's, he is good. Um, second, I got Hogan. Hogan, same, same thing. Um, well, he was, he, he was sort Hogan. of the first guy to go Hollywood. Like when yeah. he was in WCW and even WWF, I think at the time he was making some random movies. Like I remember him in, in a Karate Kid, no, not Karate Kid, Three Ninjas movie. It's yes, like, wait yes, a minute, that's yes. Hulk Hogan. So he was just He's making random like, movies. He was making Christmas movies and oh, yeah. it was crazy. It was, it was so bad, but I loved him as a kid because it had Hulk Hogan in there. Hulk Hogan was my well, idol. It was Without him, him, you wouldn't have WrestleMania. That's right. That's right. He's just, he is larger than life. Um, yeah. Number three, a bit controversial, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, 30 <laughs> years in the business. He's still relevant and he's just, oh, he, oh, he just never fails to make me laugh. He's good in the ring, moves like who moves like a jet. He's he is so class. Um, and then lastly, I was a big WCW kid guy as a kid. Um, my idol growing up, beating off the NWO, Sting. Sting is oh, there's something about Sting that just draws me to him every time he comes out. Surface Sting, not so much when he when he became black and white though. Yeah, becoming that mysterious character. Oh, he was good. And then when he moved to TNA. That Joker Sting came out when he was coming yeah. against Hogan, the main event mafia. Oh, that was good, man. I mean, That's that character change was huge from, you know, he didn't speak for almost a year on TV. Yeah. And just stuck to, and just, it was like based off The Crow, that movie The Crow. And he just yeah. became that, like it's... you said, that mysterious figure. And no one sitting up there in the rafters, just looking, yeah. at, looking down at the and people. Look, so similar to Undertaker, I don't think anyone else could have made it work as well as he did. And everything just him versus the NWO, everything just fell in the right position for that to happen. That gimmick change, so and he stuck with it pretty much, you know, till now, till today, he's still wrestling. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Still now, he's still in the same character, but he's he has tweaked it over the time. But he has evolved. Yeah, he brought back the Joker thing for a little bit against Seth Rollins in the WWE days when he returns. Yeah, then he went on hiatus because Seth broke his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, wasn't good. Yeah, then now he's back in AEW and he's yeah he's he's doing well, like sixty plus years old. Doing and well, yeah. Around. He's he's doing suicides off the top rope and stuff like that. He's yeah, he's, he's well. an animal. He's uh, a freak. He's yeah, sixty years old doing that. Please, I think Rick it's Flair fascinating. It with, I think it's fascinating that Ric Flair. Ric Flair wants to have another match. <laughs> Far, he's gonna oh. die in the ring, Ric Flair. Oh, bad. It's, pro- it's, bad. Pro- it's probably he's, his death wish, honestly. He probably wants to. Yeah, he, he's, li- he's lived yeah, his he, whole he, life he, in it. 100% he wants to. Um, Going out in a figure four leg lock, you just pass out and that'll be it. See you, Rick. <laughs> yeah, just like he did in his last match. 
Oh, that'd be just that. stay there in the back in the middle of the ring with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, good match. I heard five stars. Um, it's fascinating. We've got two totally different Mount Rushmores. Pretty cool though. Yeah, it's it is it is like uh, I do want Rock and Austin on there. I'm a big yeah. Rock guy, but yeah, Jericho Jericho is my my number one guy. Like he's yeah. he's just followed me through. I've been following him through for so long. Rock, I love Rock yeah. hands down, but yeah. Jericho, man. I can't pass him up. He's just like, so it just good goes to ring. show though. Like Mount Rushmore can be anything. Like if if you're talking Mount Rushmore of like technical professional wrestlers, I probably wouldn't have Rock and Austin in there. Probably wouldn't even have Taker in there. If you're talking no, Mount Rushmore right. of like egos and character, Rock would be right at the top. Number one, Hogan would be you know right at the top with the Rock as well. Um, so I guess it all it's all just personal preference. But again, yeah. You can make a million Mount Rushmore's for any sort of particular topic. Um, but, yeah, I think it's pretty cool we've just started off. And full disclosure, we haven't actually talked about our answers here. Like, we've we've done a bit of a plan and talked what we're going to talk about. We haven't discussed what we've written down. So no, we we're hearing this for it. the first time. Yes, um, that's right. But, yeah, I think, yeah, both pretty uh, pretty cool lists. Very obscure. Yeah. Very obscure lists. Um, yeah, so... Next question we got here is uh who is your goat? Like we we've kind of have covered this off with our yeah. Matt Rushmore, but um yeah, yeah, mine's mine's Rick Flair, like I said. He's just top draw. Two in the two thousands, twenty tens, he was still working. He was 50, 50 plus years old and he's yeah, doing he TLC matches with Edge Cena. Work still working with the best. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's just it has that draw. That yeah, he's just when he when he came in after after the invasion in 01. Like that was the night after Survivor Series he came in. And then he was pretty much, you know, he got into a feud with Vince McMahon to start with and The Undertaker, but it wasn't until he got with Triple H and Evolution that he became sort of the relevant again. again. Yeah. Yeah. So when it was that evolution, oh man. Like I heard evolution. a um I heard a story about how Triple H sort of pretty much had to remind him that he was Ric Flair because he was pretty much in this not depression, but he was just doubting himself as a wrestler and Triple H pretty much said to him, you're Ric Flair. What, what are you doing? Yeah, you are, you are. Flair. I think you be- that's how it pretty much all came together with evolution. Then he just went to that next level. And he had like, he had a huge feud with Triple H in the mid thousands. Like, they were bleeding pretty much. He bleeds all the time, but they were bleeding out of every hole they had. Oh, um, that was, in one yeah, of the matches. That yeah. That's like, oh. And then he, then he had that retire that, then he had that retirement match against Shawn Michaels. Then he came out of retirement six months later and, He's still wrestling with, with pretty much. <laughs> well, still wants to wrestle to this day, so he'll yeah, never so. retire, Ric Flair. Nah, never. He would never stick to his word of retiring. He'll always come mm. back out. Yeah. How about you? What's your who's, uh, who is your goal? Shawn Michaels for me. Um, like I said earlier, he was, you know, had a twenty-plus year career. Had that little bit of a. I think he had four years off from ninety-eight to two thousand and two, but he was still around as um as the commissioner in the late thousands and. Oh, sorry, late nineties and two thousand. Um, but he had that ego from the beginning, and apparently he was just an absolute prick in the nineties, and he changed his yeah, ways in the thousands. But yeah, um, he changed his ways in the in the thousands. But I think to be successful in wrestling, you got to be a little bit of a prick to start with. Um, and the fact that he's, a, he's your goat, and he's only won yeah. the champ the world championship four times. Yeah, that's yeah. That's incredible. Like, yeah, but then you then someone... you got wrestlers. You got wrestlers that have never won it. 
like million yeah. dollar man Ted DiBiase never won WWF championship. Um, there's so many wrestlers that have never won, but it doesn't really affect them. It, they're still, you know, yeah, they're freaks. Still, they're still up there. They're still good. Right then, like you get Roddy Piper, who was you know one of the biggest heels of all time, never won a world championship. So I don't think you need to be a you know multiple time or ten. 15-time world champion to be one of the greatest of all time, and Shawn Michaels isn't. I mean, he came back in 2002, won the title in in the Elimination Chamber, and that was it. He never won a world title again um, yeah, in WWE. He was in lots of championship matches, and he was sort of main eventing pretty much till he retired, but none for the, never won the, for the title. Never won it. Um, Just would love even, to, he would be the guy to put over the guy. Pretty much. If you look at his matches, like I'm talking in particular – after he came back, like that match with Angle at WrestleMania 21, um, you know, the Undertaker matches, he was just always performing at the highest level and literally stole the show. Like they called him the showstopper for a reason. Um, yeah, right. And then you look at his main events in the 90s, you know, the first ever ladder, um, ladder match with Razor Ramon. You got the Iron Man match. He went with Brett for one hour after he won the Rumble. Um, first Hell in a Cell match, match with Undertaker. The submission match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania yeah. 21. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. He's my go. And I don't think there will ever be another like him. Like nah, kept the same. Be. He pretty much kept the same gimmick as well from the whole his whole career. His whole career. Yeah. After he He's left always the Rockets, been that heartbreak he was kid. pretty much being him. Kid. Yeah. 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 Um now we've talked Sorry. about our goats and Mount Rushmore's. At the moment though, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, this is this is a. Uh... So this guy here. He was a, he was a big name in NXT. Left there, now he's in AEW. Swerve Strickland. He yeah. is, oh, he's so over right now. He is absolutely crazy over with the crowd. He's Prince huge. Nana is making that man. He doesn't need the championship, but when he gets mm-hmm. that belt, he's going to elevate that thing so high, and he's going to make the AEW World Championship seem like it's. The most prestigious thing in the world. I just have this, this thing for Sawyer Strickland. Like another one I'm high on is La Knight. La Knight yeah. is just he is so over at the moment as well. He doesn't need a yeah, championship yeah. either. No. Yeah. Um. No. Not at all. Like the good thing, the good thing with Swerve is he's it's it's not one of the guys that AEW pushed from the beginning. So if you look at like MJF's the current or Samoa Joe's the champ, he was already big when he came. But MJF when he was champ, they've pushed him from the beginning in AEW. Swerve pretty much, how, would you say in the last year he's gotten pretty huge? And probably even the last year, that. yeah. When he first came in, he was big, and then he started partnering with Keith Lee, and then that just yeah. broke, that just went to shit. And now yeah. he's, uh, yeah, he, he was meant to have a match with Keith Lee in the last pay per view, and he said yeah. basically because Keith Lee pulled out because he's injured, they pulled out. He just he just said, uh, well, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna keep waiting for him. He's done. He's in the back of the yeah. line now. If he wants to come up, he's gonna. Make his way up to me. I'm not Pretty coming much. down for him. No, he's an absolute is, star. Yeah, great, great look and everything. Oh, um, he's, ho- hopefully he's they, uh, hopefully they book him right. His song when he when, when he wins the title, it'll be awesome. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be um, very good. How about you? Who was uh, your my guy, my guy's LA Knight. Uh, he's oh yeah. A lot of people say he's a blatant rip off of The Rock and Austin, but wrestling is built on people ripping other people off. Um, 100%. Rick Rick Flair wasn't even the original Nature Boy, and everyone knows him as the Nature Boy. So, yeah, if right. LA Knight wants to look LA... to Rock and Austin to for inspiration, 
and let him do it because it's working. He's got himself over. All right, he's, he wasn't pushed down our throats. He got himself naturally over. Um, he got and himself it takes over. someone special. Takes someone special to do that. Um, but even the way he walks to the ring, sort of when he's talking to the crowd, that's like Austin. He's got that you swagger. Know? He's got that swagger yeah, walking down yeah. to the ring with his vest. And then yeah, he looks at the crowd. He's looking like, he looks like he looks like the Rock there. He's yeah, looking yeah. at the crowd. Then he's walking down the ring. He looks like Austin there. Gets in the yeah. mic. Oh, he's yeah, I love it. Very, um, I I agree with you of, that he doesn't need a title. Um, a title win I, would be nice for him. I think. I don't think he needs a world title. I think he does need either an intercontinental or a uh, or a US title. I think him and Logan he, Paul would be awesome, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I see him. Well, I see him as a world champion. I don't know if WWE would see him as a world champion. I know he's been in matches uh, for the belt, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be awesome if he was. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he needs to do something big soon if he's going to start going for the title because he's not young. That's what no, he's, he's not, got going he's, against him. He's not. But. When you've had Goldberg, was... when you've had Goldberg as champion in the last you know few years, and he was in his fifties, then I guess anyone could become champion. So that's right. Anyone who knows? can become champion. It is. It is what it is. Um, Pretty much. You got LA Knight. If he if he were to win a world championship, it would it will be good. Um, yeah. But I reckon the mid card title. Like a US title, or even yeah, but he'll elevate it move. too. Like you know, he'll right. be on TV every single week, and he'll be having matches every it, single week as well. Even if he will be the guy that gets drafted to Raw, wins, beats Gunther for his, Gunther. his yeah, IC awesome. title, that will be great. Yeah, because Gunther's killing it right now too. He's over a thousand days with the IC yeah. title. He's, He's changed his career, hasn't he? He's gone from. I mean, he was similar to Keith Lee, where he was told to change his name, and pretty much lose weight. And Keith Lee and went. Keith Lee, Keith Lee went nut and left. And I mean, he's an AEW yeah, now. Just being but, a I stubborn, mean, yeah, he's then AEW don't fall like he was and in Gu- WWE. And Gunter now is just like he's a superstar. He is like, big. absolute he bona fide is a superstar. Big boy. He, he lost all man. that weight, changed his name, didn't complain, just stuck to it. And I mean, it's pretty big. Having he knows what he's doing. Continental reign of all time as well. So he knows exactly what he's doing. But yeah, no, I think yeah, an LA Knight Gunter feud. I think LA Knight's big enough to take the title off Gunter, and I think that would be oh, huge 100%. because it would still it still would be quite a prestigious title then if uh, LA Knight wins it. Yeah, now I've said before a thousand day. I, I stand correct. It was five seventy three. It's my bad. I'm thinking about Roman Reigns. That's okay. That's my bad. I'll forgive you. <laughs> but the the uh, universe here won't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll have dozens of listeners out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, we're talking about favorite wrestler at the moment. We're going back. We're going back to the grand stage of things. What is yeah. your favorite WrestleMania? I got a feeling we might be saying the same one here based on prior discussions. I might be wrong, but mine is WrestleMania 21. Yeah. Mine um, is too. Just, I think as Top a fan. As a fan, that's probably when I I was how old was I? I would have been thirteen at the time. So I was sort of past that really kiddy stage of just, you know, cheering for the good guy and boo and the bad guy. And I was sort of starting to get, I don't want to say smart, but I was getting smarter towards what was going on. Um yep. and just 
I mean, it's when Cena and Batista were sort of crowned as champions. So I think this is when, um, like, Ruthless Aggression started in 2002, but this is when it was really at at its peak, when Cena and Batista beat, um, or Cena beat JBL and Batista beat Triple H. Then you had HBK and Kurt Angle on that card. Um, First ever money in the bank. Eddie and Ray, first ever money in the bank, which was a... Freaking huge match. And like that concept was unreal. Jericho started that, didn't he? Yeah, Jericho, Jericho's Jericho, match. Uh, Jericho's, Jericho's concept, yes. Yeah. Um, and then with the idea. And then crowning Edge as the first money in the bank was so smart. And we all know how that came off for him. Um, they oh, played that brilliant. so well. But the match was brilliant. awesome. Yeah, Big Show versus Aki Bono, which was absolutely massive. Um, like huge sumo wrestling change, match. Change the game for wrestling. Oh, absolutely! Like without that, match, open the eyes up to the Japanese crowd more. I don't think um, I don't think we would have seen a WrestleMania 22 if Big Show didn't fight Aki Bono. So overall, freak card. Oh, that was I think that was the movie trailer. Yes, I'm all the sure Hollywood that was the movie trailer oh, one. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so they were good. awesome. I thought Booker that was T so and cool. Ed, Booker T and Eddie Guerrero doing the yeah. pop fiction scenes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, I remember the one with Triple H and Ric Flair doing Braveheart. It's gone Braveheart, awesome. yes. Yes, that was fun. so so that. clever. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's my favorite. I mean, I've got a few oh, honorable mentions. I got WrestleMania ten, um, which is obviously Sean and Razor. Then you got Brett versus Owen in the first match. Then Brent went on. Bret Hart went on to win the title in the last match. So Brett fought twice that night, and it just yep. ended with like Brett holding the title up and Owen just walking out down the aisle and just staring at him. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then another cool. honorable mention is WrestleMania twenty two. So that. Yeah, I was about to say that too. That peak ruthless aggression era. Um, that's probably when I became. I was always a fan, but that's probably when I became a huge fan. Um, playing all the computer games at the time. Yes, just the the computer games are coming through. The roster was awesome. Um, pretty much everyone was over. It was just so so good. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania twenty one for me by far my favorite WrestleMania. Twenty two is an honorable mention for me. Um, mm-hmm. Edge McFoley hardcore match that was yeah. something else. Um, I'm an ECW guy through and through. Yeah. Um, I love watching hardcore matches, death matches, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It watching that McFoley going through the flaming table, Edge spearing him through it. Like that's yeah. that's brilliant. That is brilliant. On the, on, on the big on the pain. big stage, I know it's happened. Yeah. It's happened before, but seeing it at WrestleMania is something completely different. Oh, 100%. Um, and then you got Sean, Sean Marquez and Vince McMahon in their feud, yeah, no whole awesome. card match. That was good too. Um, so I popped when, when Sean did the crotch chop. I was losing it. So I was like, oh my God, DX, that's so cool. And then later, <laughs> and then the main event, Triple H gives John Cena one of them too. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. They're going to do a DX reunion. And obviously they did, but just little things like that. It was oh, such, yeah. so, such cool to watch as a kid. It was also, it was also the year that Rey Mysterio won the championship. Yeah, triple threat. So the triple threat, yeah, the triple threat with Kurt and Randy. Um, Ray won the Royal Rumble, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah, after Eddie passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think CM Punk was on that card as one of John Cena's little uh. Yes, yes, with his entrance. Yes, with his mobs. Yes, CM Punk. Actually, that's when that's when Triple H first used King of Kings as well as a theme. Yeah, just that that guitar that. That that chord at the beginning is like, nah, oh, nah, nah, it's like oh, oh, that's Ripper. Yes, that's yeah, good. That's that good so stuff, cool. man. Like Triple H's theme songs are always good. 
They are yeah, always but, good, man. Oh, when you got Motorhead literally writing songs for you, they're not going to fail, are they? <laughs> no, they're not going to stuff that up. No, no. way. Speaking um, of theme songs. Yes. What's your favorite theme song? My favorite. So I'm stuck between three. <laughs> um, I just couldn't pick one. Now I've got yeah. Batista, I'll walk alone. Yeah. Awesome. In- instant classic. Instant. Best song to pump you up when you're going for a run. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I've also got cult personality, CM Punk. Can't yeah. go wrong with that. Then his other thing. Um, forgot the name of it now. This fire burns. This fire burns. That's it. You know, that's I, a, I, that's a ripper song. I was watching this clip on YouTube. Apparently, it's the most streamed entrance song. It is. It's this the most streamed burns. song on Spotify. That was Which one is, Randy um, Orton's theme song. Crazy, yes. Randy I think I've used it, didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like it, and he he got rid of it. To be um, fair, though, it doesn't suit Randy Orton one bit. Oh, not even slightly. Not even <laughs> no. slightly. That is, it just doesn't suit. He's not the punk, the punk looking guy. No, no. Um, and then my last one I've got here is Taz ECW. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> yes. That's the pretty human cool. Suplex machine. Yes. Like he's the coming out with the tower, the, the siren going off at the start, the heartbeat for he, he means business, man. Huge. And he when he made jacked. the he was huge. When he made the jump in 2000, 2099. Yep. I can't remember what Survivor series it was. Um you know, he could have gone either way. I know he was towards the end of his career. I don't know if he got injured or something, but like, I just remember they they put him in storylines with like Jerry Lawler. It's like, come oh, on, man. Like, Taz was an absolute <laughs> freak when he was in ECW. Now he's doing you know stupid matches. But again, like, he, I don't think he's complaining too much. He became sort of one of their main commentators, and he's still commentating pretty strong for AW today. He, so. he was my favorite commentator. Um, yeah. On I, mean, his, I mean, I know you say you make a career out of it, but he's his life is pretty much made of it now. He's he'll he'll oh, forever 100%. be in wrestling now, and he's got his kid in it as well. So I think it's yeah, all turned cool. out pretty good for him. Brought back the FCW championship. Yeah, pretty good. He's going. Uh, he's going there. Yeah. Hooks good. Hooks good, but uh, he just is a little bit too small. Um, yeah. Just Give just today. Time. He's still young. He's just still today young. on uh, Collision, he said he's, he's come for some old Joe. So I don't want. I wonder how this well, is going to go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, tell me, tell me your entrances, your favorite theme songs. Tell you, us. you said you had, you said you had three. I've got six. Yeah. I can't split. Um, um, no. Well, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell my fa- well, first. My favorite sexy boy. I love, I love sexy boy as an entrance song. It's so so yeah, cool. It's good. In it particular, good. in particular, the first one he used with Sensational Sherry singing it. I just think that was oh, so yeah. cool. Like, just looking at this dude walking down the ring with this his female manager singing his song, <laughs> everyone would have absolutely just hated him, and it worked awesome. All right. Oh yeah. And then, imagine then when he, he dropped cranking then, that song, driving down the yeah, driving down like, Henley Beach, cranking. Then when that. he dropped, <laughs> then when he dropped her, he just sang the lyrics himself, and that was the best. Like, such an <laughs> egomaniac, and he kept oh, it forever. He, like he's. Full of he's He's old and bold now, and he still comes out sexy boy, and everyone still sees him as like sexy boy. Everyone still pops it, yeah. Everyone still um, sees him as a sexy boy. It was so cool. Um, now I'll run through a few. I've got "I Walk Alone" by Batista as well. Um, another one I've got 
it's a bit of a random one. It's The Rock's theme from when he was in the Nation of Domination. So it's like, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And it's just his song with all his catchphrases through it. So he, yeah, he I think continually, I think I he continually, it. he continually like speaks through the song. It's like, know your role, shut your mouth. And he just goes like, ha ha ha, makes a stupid laugh. Yeah, you know what? I reckon that's uh, yeah. that was in uh, the SmackDown Know Your Role game. It may have been the first one, yeah. Um, yeah I reckon it was in then that. I've, I remember. But I think pretty cool. Like, and that suited him perfectly. And he kept pretty much that same song throughout his career. I know they tweaked it, um, but pretty much the same sort of concept with do you smell, do you, if you smell what the rock is cooking, then the song pumps in. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I've got i got a couple more. So Voodoo Child, when Hulk Hogan used Voodoo Child as part of NWO, that was so cool. I love Jimi Hendrix. So seeing him come out to Voodoo Child, Voodoo was Child awesome. was good, that, that slow Voodoo walk Child to the ring, good. just like milking it, milking the crowd. Even used it, even used it when he came back after he was um after he left NWO and WWE in two thousand and two, he used Voodoo Child for a bit. Um, yeah, I remember him Mr. coming till out. He, till he became Mr. America. Um, yeah, <laughs> that went down. The then, my, then my last one <laughs> is Just Close Your Eyes. So Christian's first song, no, not first song, Ooh. the first version of Just Close Your Eyes sung by, yes, I think they're called Waterproof, Waterproof Blonde. It's like the female yeah, lead, I though. Um, I loved it. I just thought it was so cool. And he didn't have it for long. He only had it for a few months. But that was his theme song in SmackDown Raw 2006, the video game. And I just yeah, remember just remember playing that, that all the one. time just to listen to that theme. So by far. Yeah, yeah Christian always had good theme songs. Yeah. He's yeah, always had yeah. good theme songs. Oh, his he's song in TNA. He goes, Christian, Christian. When he first debuted in TNA and he had that Evanescence song, um, oh, name escaped me. Holding um, My Last Breath. My Last Breath, I think it was called. Um, it's similar to his song now. It's um, But that was Yeah, so, very similar. So cool. Yeah, yeah. And just suited yeah. him awesome. So Captain Charisma, great song. Yeah, My Last Breath. It's called by Evan Evanescence. Yep. That's the one. So I guess the best way to end this is to talk about our favorite ever match. So what is your best match of all time? So I was stuck again. I've got two. Now I know yep. this one here is probably both our lists. Rock first awesome, yep. Mania in 17. Like without a doubt. The greatest match of all time. Just the hype on it. That, the hill, that, hill, that hill turn. The hill turn from Austin oh. at the end. <laughs> the, the promo my way. Oh, you, oh. you, you honestly can't top that shit. That, that is good Look, shit. look, that, that promo itself puts Limp Biscuits my way above Frank Sinatra's my way as the best my way ever written. Oh, 100%. It's just uh, uh, unreal. Limp Biscuit my way is one of the greatest songs of all time I because I of that promo. I can't think about Limp Biscuit without thinking about WWE. It's it's crazy. No. Just because of my way, Austin. No. Like, even got rolling by Taker as well. Like You know what I mean? Like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. yeah, it's good. i got a second one now. It's a bit of an underrated match. Cody yeah. versus Dustin at Double or Nothing. Yeah, okay. Yes. So the highly brothers. emotional, highly emotional match. Very emotional. That's why I love it. I love being dragged in, crying at the end when when uh Cody and Dust Dustin just start hugging it out. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um oh yeah, you, you can't get more emotional than that. Um and then another one no. I, I just thought of just now actually to bring in emotion yeah. is uh HBK Flair Flair's retirement match. Oh yeah. When uh, Flair's first retirement. When, yeah, his first retirement when 
HBK <laughs> just stares at him and saying, I'm sorry, I love you, and just super kicks him. I think oh, then oh, kicks oh, him in the face. Oh, <laughs> the chills, man. The chills. He just took it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh no, now you tell me yours. Oh, I'm gonna be a bit basic here. Rock Hogan at WrestleMania 18 is my favorite. It's on everyone's list. I mean it's on everyone's oh, list. Just Rock is I was a rock guy as a kid. I mean, I loved Austin, but Rock was my my guy. Um, and I guess he was that sort of filler between Sean being out and back in. Because I don't think ever, Rock ever fought Sean. Actually, I don't think they were ever in a match together. I don't Actually, think I don't they, they liked each other back then. No, I don't think they liked um, each other either. But yeah, so Rock, just everything in that match was just the best. I mean, the start, the stare, Rock, Hogan just pushing Rock and just posing. It was so good. Then when he come back and did the whole hopped up like Hulkamania, and rock kicking out and like he beat Andre the Giant with that move. Like great commentary, <laughs> so good. Oh, um, stole the show really. It, it it was the main event, even though it wasn't the main event. If you know yeah, what I mean, hundred percent, one hundred Then I've got I've got a couple others. Um, the TLC at WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, that was just unbelievable. Dudley Boys, um, my favorite tag team. Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian Hardy Boys. Then you had I think run-ins from Spike Leader and Rhino as well. Yeah, and you got Leo um, coming in as well. Yeah. Um, and then a guilty pleasure. I don't know why this match. This is a random match, and it just always sticks with me. It's probably because when I was a kid, I used to just you know record it on VCR and just watch it over again. It was King of the Ring 2000. It was, it was The Rock, Undertaker, and Kane versus Triple H, Vince McMahon, and Shane McMahon. And it was for the WWF title. So, like... If Vince, Shane, or Triple H got the pin, Triple H kept the belt. But if Rock Taker or Kane got the pin, whoever got the pin won the title. Wow. And at the That's... end, Rock just Rock just gave, I think, I'm pretty sure he gave it to Vince McMahon, people's elbow. Um, or it was Rock Bottom, one of the two. And he just got the pin. And the Taker and Kane are on the outside just, you know, beating up Shane and Triple H and just didn't get, get to the be honest, pin to I break think it up I've in ever... time. I don't, think, I don't think I've actually seen that match, to be honest with you. It was, so that's the year Kurt won King of the Ring. Yeah. Okay. Kurt, um, he beat Rikishi. I know he definitely faced. I think he faced Rikishi in the final. Yeah. Um, but Kurt was just a freak. Um, we'll probably talk about Kurt on a later episode. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, that 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 match. I don't know why. Probably because it was the main event of a show that I always used to watch as a kid. It always just sticks with me. So definitely, Rock Hogan won TLC for WrestleMania 17 too, and then just a, a bit of a guilty pleasure is that six man tag. Um, from the year two thousand, so yeah, it's brilliant. That's me. I might uh, watch the watch that match after this podcast. Oh, trust me, it's it's not a high quality match, but it's entertaining <laughs> as hell. So <laughs> That's I think you like for. it. I live for the entertainment. I think you though. like it. Just <laughs> Vince, it's just oh, Vince is the best. Vince's character was so stupid, but it was so awesome as well. <laughs> oh, hundred percent, mate. He was. I think he was saying like the whole that, that whole night. He kept saying like, "I'm going to be Joe Cool. I'm cool tonight. I'm cool." It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh man, Vince is something else, mate. Vince is something else. Yeah, he is a bloody pig. <laughs> yeah, he just wants more, 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 doesn't he? He loves it. <laughs> he wants more and more, mate. All right, well, that was a that was a good first podcast. Um, yeah, good little first attempt. Yeah, good first attempt. Uh, got to know us a little bit better. Um, yeah, we'll have we'll have more to come. Obviously, uh, more guests to come. Also, um, we have a little yeah. group. 
have a little group that uh, get together and watch some shows. Um, we might uh, get a couple on, ask them the same questions, couple on the and other uh, talk about yeah everything that uh, we just spoke about. yeah Um, maybe but i guess elaborate. look I, I guess the main main reason we also do this is because we've always Yeah. felt that we've had something to say about wrestling wanted to share what we have to say so Oh, we've always got something to hopefully say. you like it yeah i know you've always got something to say Ho hopefully you like it we'll um i guess the plan is to do these little reviews um about you know what the history of wrestling and our you know what we used to like when we were younger I guess just sort of go over what's going on today as well. Um, just to keep people in the loop with what's happening and just give our opinion on it all and, yeah, see how we go. Sounds good. Uh, um, we'll keep you guys updated on our social. Um, Yep. yeah, we'll At talk Twitter, from there. at Stas underscore Rust Pod. And, Hit uh, us up. and yeah, hit us up. Send us questions and we'll answer them. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you. See us. And so, goodbye. <laughs> and good night. Bang!